listening to the Derek Sante Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Sante, and today I'm speaking with a, a friend slash brother that I truly respect and enjoy and appreciate every moment that I get to spend with him. He's actually someone that I have high standards and expectations for regarding his, obviously, development, future aspirations, and so forth. He's a man of many skills and talents with an exceptional story that truly outlines the strength and will of the human spirit that I think um, every one of us listening uh, is going to benefit from. Obviously, not to mention his business plans and obviously uh, all those, you know, uh, ventures that he's, he's a part of. And, and we'll talk about that you know, throughout the episode. But without further ado, please help me welcome one third of the What's Good, What's Cracking podcast, my brother, Jerome Roberts. Welcome. Oh my goodness. I got chills just listening to that. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, it's like, you know that theme song that the Bulls would come out to? <laughs> yeah, I, I like, that's what, that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. I loved it. I loved it. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, man. I'm finally here. <laughs> it took a How while. Have you been? I'm good, man. It took a while, but we're here. We're here. Um, we're here. We're here. We're so, here. so for a while, I didn't know the correct spelling of your name. <laughs> now, I use the regular spelling. Correct me if I'm okay. wrong, though. Is it so? Which is the correct way of spelling it? No, so you, I, I'm pretty sure you got it right. So Jerome, J E R O M E. But the funny thing why people call me J-Rome is because um, I have different circles. And one circle will call me J religiously, and the other circle will call me Rome. And my mom, um, one of my pet names for her was J as in J-A-E. And that's what a lot of people ran with. So just to try and not confuse people, which I think I feel horribly with, (laughs) um, I just put the J and the Rome together and just kept the J-Rome. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. the legal one is which? The legal one is Jerome. Okay. Jerome Lee. I, okay. I think that Lee is either part of my middle name or my first name. It's hyphenated. You know, West Indians, we we butcher names. So, <laughs> and those those who are around that time, they're not here to tell the story. So I'm just gonna run with it. Ah, uh, got it, got it, got it. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, okay. Either I'm tripping. Or I missed I miss something. <laughs> no, you got it. You're good. You're good. For sure. You're good. All right. So what I usually do is I open each episode with a quote. And uh, I want to get your opinion on it. I have a quote for you. Um, and so once you hear it, just give me your thoughts. The first initial thing that kind of comes to mind. All right? Okay. All right. This one reads, in order to gain the love, respect, and understanding of those you love, you must first show them that you can succeed without them. Mm. Wow, that's it close to home, actually. How so? Um, uh, I, recently, we went through an internal shake-up, uh, some friendships. Okay. And I feel like everyone believes that um, they were existing in my world for my benefit. Whereas things that I do, it's not solely for me, it's more of us. I'm more in 
I'm more into seeing my people around me. I'm not just talking about um, a complexion. I'm talking about my people who I, I come up with, that I'm trying to come up with part of my movement. I'm trying to see everyone succeed. I measure success by those around me succeeding as well. I can't be the only one eating. So um, recently I felt um, that the rift I was getting into with a couple of people was based on them thinking that any moves that I make was for my benefit and they didn't see the vision. So funny enough, someone told me once they, they're, they're going to see it once it starts to materialize. A lot of people can't see your vision. Right. So you have to walk the path, get the success, get the ball rolling, and then they'll see it. So yeah, that, that definitely uh, is close to home. Uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's interesting. Yeah, sure. it's inter- I find that it's very accurate. You pretty much nailed it. That in order for others to see, you have to be the example. Yeah. You know, and, and you gotta you gotta have to leave a trail for them to follow. Then they'll be like, "Oh, this is where we're going." I didn't know we were heading over here. You know, but when you tell them <laughs> without the trail, they can't see it. What's that old saying? You could bring you could bring a horse to the water. You can't make it drink. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's it's funny because like I feel a lot of the um, the things that hold us back as people is pride. Yes. Right. And I would be um, so. I'm, obviously, I'm not going to call no names, um, but one of the individuals I'm referring to, this whole uh, movement, for the most part, was an idea that we sat down and we spoke about. And they were included in the initial conversations. Mm-hmm. So to see them turn around and have um, some sort of pushback towards it. And then even if I make su- suggestions, because granted, again, not everyone's going to see a vision. So if I make suggestions and they're like, no, but that's more for you. No, it's for the, it's for the team. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, for sure. It is what it is. One of my favorite. It is what it is, man. (laughs) It is what it is. Peace, love, and light, and prayers up to everyone involved. I I say that all the time. That's it. I say that all the time. That's it. Now, I want to go back to the beginning, because I feel like we jumped right to the present day, which is good. Okay. Which is good. We're going to end up back where we are now, um, but I want to go back to the beginning, where it all started. Um, Pretty much, I want to kind of lay the baseline or the roots for new listeners or someone that just tuned into this episode here, what is your background? Like culturally, what is your background? Where are you from? I was actually a Indian born and raised, you know. You know what I say? I have to put the accent on. I have to put the accent on. I don't know one time. You understand? Oh, I could, you know, I could switch it up and just get on my, you know, political stance and act like I'm on the TV. Right. And try and mask it a bit. No, I actually born in I came here when I was 16 years old. Came to Canada when I was 16. And uh, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because there was snow. There was white snow falling, uh, falling from the sky that I only saw on TV. Right. Home Alone was a big inspiration. I was hey. like, I can't wait for snowfall. <laughs> and then... And then slush happened. That's it. My gosh. Now, if you have to share two things, right? Two things that you would say is definitely a Trini thing. What would they be? Hmm, two things that are Trini. Yeah, it could be it could be it could be a statement. It could be anything that comes to mind that you're like, yeah, and only Trinis do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
experience like when you first touched down how were you received by you know your peers or kids your age and, and that like what was that being a new immigrant to the country what is that you know what was that journey for you was it challenging was it easy how did you respond to the, that that time I had a little bit of a cheat code because my um my mother came here previously uh maybe about five years prior mm-hmm. uh, to live and then I was finishing my school in Baco. So for me, I visited her maybe two years up to the time I decided to actually move. Uh, so now I'm getting the paperwork. So on the summers, during the summers, I would come up, I would visit. So I kind of had an idea of the surroundings. I would hop on the TTC, you know, the, the metro bus, the train, and then just travel around and acquaint myself with the areas, right? Uh, um, I had a couple friends up here already that were excited for me to come up. So when I did come up, it was kind of like, okay, I get to hang out with them. But then came the, well, what school are you going to go to? Right. And the funny thing about that, one of my close friends, one of my close friends, we um, we met in the park playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I, I think I pulled out this move where I, um, I've stuck the ball around him. I threw it up in the air and I faked like I was running and he didn't know where the ball was. And he said, yo, that's a good fake out. He's just like, yo, you can play basketball. I'm like, okay, thanks. He's just like, what school do you go to? And I'm like, uh, I just came up here from, from Trinidad. He's like, yo, you need to come to my school. You need to go to Eastern Commerce. <laughs> and that is how I ended up going to Eastern Commerce, just based off of that suggestion, that one suggestion. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that really helped because I made the basketball team and then, um, I mean, they just embraced me and we traveled and we played in so many different tournaments and it was amazing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ah, so you're, you're on the other side of the fence. I'm at Bathurst, you're at Eastern. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's not bad. Wow. But you, you probably got there after everybody that was huge or significant had kind of moved on to the next level. Yeah, Jamal McClure, he, he already um, had left. She already moved on. My 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 class was I was a junior when people like um Kingsley and Ola, okay. Jermaine Anderson, when those guys were, were tearing up the court, I was a junior to them. Mm. But it was really good to, to meet them and and you know, really um 
share that share, share that training, like the, the whole facility and just, you know, that brotherhood that, you know, the well, I don't know if you remember, well, obviously you remember, I know you, but <laughs> so when you're, when you're growing up in those ranks in basketball, especially those days where, because we didn't have too many programs, everyone kind of knew everyone, Yeah. right? So it's kind of like, it's a small world, but you take pride in being part of those kind of circles. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's even so much to the point that when you move on, you become an adult, you got your kids, you know, and you might run into someone and then you, you know, it brings you back to those days. So yeah. it was a, it's, it's really good. It was really good. I got embraced and I'm happy that it worked for that. Nice, nice. Now, wait, what was, what was a 12-year-old drum like? Oh boy, that boy was, <laughs> that boy, that boy was trouble. <laughs> that boy, that boy was trouble. The funny thing is I needed, I needed, Canada, man. I need a Canada. My, um, I was getting into some trouble back home. So the 12 year old Jerome was wrong crowd. Um, you have to back home with the uniform and it wasn't, it wasn't something where we had, we could just wear a uniform regular. You have to, you know, take the iron and crease the back. And then, right. you know, you have your, you have your, your do rag or your, your rag, your kerchief hanging out of your back pocket. And it's got to tuck a certain way. You're smelling, Great from the latest cologne that you stole from your dad's your dad's room, you know, like it, <laughs> you, you had to look and smell the part. And I was getting into all sorts of trouble. I was all about the girls, all about the looks, you know. So wow. yeah, twelve at twelve, at twelve. I didn't, at 12. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> at twelve, at twelve, yeah. At twelve. Wow, that's like a full one eighty to the person that I met, like, it's, it's interesting. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And would you change, would you change anything though from, from back then? No, I, I, I think, um, we always get in this habit where we, we always look back and either a, feel sorry for ourselves or, or try to correct certain behaviors. But those, you only learn from your feelings. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You only learn from your feelings. So anything that I've gone through, you have to learn to live with, quote-unquote, a regret. Yeah, as much as you regretted, you regretted doing it, it was essential for your growth. So I don't think I'll change anything that, I, that I've uh, gone through. Everything is essential. You're, you're the third person this week that has said that, that you only um, learn from your failures. Do me a favor and just elaborate a little bit on, on what you mean by that and how you understand that to me. Because I want... Somebody listening, a young person or anybody listening, when they hear that, a lot of us, we hear a lot of sayings and we just kind of let it, you know, in and out the other ear kind of thing. But I really want to take this opportunity to kind of hone in on what do we mean by learning from our failures? Well, put it this way. If you're always given the benefit of the doubt and you're always... um, reaping the award of something. You're not putting in all of the hard work, but you just, you, you have a, a sense of entitlement and you have privilege. And then one day you're faced with some sort of adversity, like you're going to struggle. You, you, hit a, you hit a wall. You won't know how to overcome that. Right? If you keep giving, if you're going to be, if you're going to keep getting the, the green light, the go ahead to do certain things without actually knowing the, the sweat equity or the hard work behind it and the failures that might amount to doing that, then you would probably keep doing the same thing. And then once you 
then hit the, the wall, it might throw you off completely. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a, in a, just to sum it up, because I think I rambled him, to sum it up, if you, if you just, if you do the same thing over and over, you're getting success, that's a good thing. So chances are you're doing it the right way. But what happens when you actually are faced with rejection, adversity? Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta learn how to overcome that. A lot of people, and I see that in today's generation, especially with kids, like my kids, my elders, they're easy to give up. And the whole thing is, I'm trying to show my, my elders, he's 10. Just because you get that pushback or because it doesn't go your way this one time doesn't mean you just give up altogether. That builds character. That's important. I think so. That's important. I think character character is what is really about. And I think um, it's almost like you, you, you get a Ferrari and you're told, you know, go as fast as you can go. And no one tells you there's either a pothole coming up or a speed bump coming up. Right. And, and you hit one, and you're like, oh, shoot. Like, what, what was that? What was that, yeah. Right? Then what, what happens is it causes you to kind of think about how fast you were going. So next time, you know, you're going to say, well, I'm not going to go that fast because I didn't like that feeling. Then you change your behavior. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to adapt. So if you see another speed bump coming up or a pothole, then you're going to react differently. You're going to be prepared. That's right. Right? So now we're talking about building character. You can't, you can't just move and not expect anything to, to you know, disrupt your flow. Nothing is programmed to that, you know, that, that finite where you know, it's going to be perfect every single time. So I think that's important that character is one of those things that we need to start focusing on more and more. And you're right. These kids don't have it. Like the minute they hit, they hear no, they're like, whoa, what does that mean? They hit that pothole, they don't want to drive no more. Right, that's it. They, they don't hit wanna... that pothole, it's time to pull over. That's like, it. Nope, that's nope. it. They're done. They're Let's done. call an Uber. I'm afraid to drive now. <laughs> that's a fact. I like that analogy, though. I like that analogy. That's a good one. That's a great one. That's a good one. Call Uber. <laughs> call an Uber, man. Now, call an Uber. If you had the opportunity, right? This one might hit home a little bit for you, just because I know a bit of your story. But if you had, you know, the opportunity to spend one day with anyone in the past, dead or alive, who would you spend it with? Ooh. And and what would you do, or what, what plans would you make for that day? I'll tell you what. This 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 day is going to be so eventful. This one day that I'm going to be spend that I'm going to be spending with this person, but I'm going to put brackets, put and put persons because I'm I'm gonna ask for a, a modification on the question. I'm probably gonna try and take spend the yoker and then have like three hours, four hours per person. Okay. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and get I think I was too young to really value the knowledge and gems that were given to me by my ancestors. Mm-hmm. By my by, by by my my older tribe, right? Like my grandparents on my on on my mom's side, mm. they both transitioned. My mom and my dad actually transitioned already too. Mm. So just just having the ability to have a conversation with them and, and pick their brains on certain things that because there was a lot of growth that took place since they've since they're gone. Mm-hmm. Right? And I would love I I think that's one thing that um I won't say that I'm jealous of, but I want to say that that's one thing that I, I would have really loved to experience would be to, to see my parents, see the 
the pride mm. of certain successes that I've had over the years. Yeah. I would love to see that in their eyes. You know what I mean? So I would really like to pick their brain on certain things. So I would busy that, that day up between my mom, my dad, my grandparents on my mom's side and my granddad on my on my father's side. No celebrities, just them. That's, I just want to get their nod. Yeah. I'm good on that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Now, do you, you believe everything happens for a reason or do we find reasons after things happen? I believe everything happens for a reason. I feel... Um, Everything in his and his with capital H, uh, everything in his timing. I feel um, when you rush things, right? It's you really don't get you don't get the message that was there for you. You miss it, and sometimes those occurrences reoccur. Those situations reoccur for you to catch the message again, right? Um, funny. Uh, this might seem a bit bleak. But it took, so my mom passed in 2012, my dad passed in 2017. And even, and even though I was, I felt like I was in a state of depression for the majority of the time with my mom, it wasn't until my dad passed when I had to do over that whole, I had to go through that process all over again of burying a parent and doing their estate stuff and all that is when I finally woke up and said, okay, I'm the cornerstone now. Mm. It's time for me to to take charge. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was the that was the fire, right? So I, maybe I didn't catch I didn't catch that lesson the first time around because I was too busy being in my feelings about certain things, remorseful. But yeah. the second time around, it it really hit home. It really hit. What what's that pressure? Was there any pressure like when you recognize that? Wait, I'm the cornerstone now. Like. Did you feel any sense of pressure or was it more of a pride? No, it's definitely pressure, especially um, under those circumstances where it's um, estate planning and stuff. And then you have family, air quotations, right? Um, coming out of the woodworks and stuff. Um, you know, there's always, there's always going to be pressure because, again, I looked. I have I have a tribe of my own. I have kids. I have three kids. Right. And the, the the way I looked at my parents, I got I'm realizing that they're looking at me that you know what I mean? Right. So it's it's time for it was time for me to stop looking at it as I'm missing my parents mm. and I wish they were here to okay, you are here. So you need to set an example for those who are looking up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the pressure. It's more of okay, wake up, time to go. Time to go. That's a lot of growth in a short window. Uh, I'm just thinking about the timeline that you gave, right? Like one person transitions, another parent transitions, and you are forced to take care of all of that. And then you have to look at the future, which is, you know, the three kids in front of you. So you, you really, as I'm listening to you talk about it, I mean, we've spoken about it a few times, but I don't know if you've processed the magnitude of that pressure. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking about it as you're saying it. And I'm, th- I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. He hasn't had time to really process any of this. And he doesn't have the luxury of that time because the future is looking at him saying, hey, you got to shape us. You got to shape us, right? Like you got to give us guidance and how we do this yeah. because we, 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 we're new to this place. Yeah. 
Yeah, time waits for no man. Yeah, right. But let me ask you, what was what do you think is an, an ideal time to process? I, I I don't know. I don't know because, and I, I say that because I still have moments where, like, I, so an uncle of mine that passed that was literally like my father years ago when we came to, when it, you know, it was early years, maybe I think it was uh, 17 or, or so. Um, and I still to this day have moments where I kind of reflect and think, how was I supposed to deal with that? How did I deal with it? And did I do a good enough job? And I still reflect, what would it have been like if you were still around here today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no real window. Like, I don't want to give a, a definite thing. But in your situation, I feel like it was way more rapid than because I'd had the luxury of not having kids looking at me, looking to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas you, you, you didn't have that. So I've had years of, you know, having my moments of just being down and I can be down for a week if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I had that luxury, but you, you don't because you have these kids now and you can't afford to just say, I'm taking a week to myself and, and doing all this stuff when they're looking at you like, Hey, uh, we still need to eat by the way. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, pro- I think the ideal process time is, um, is indefinite, right? I feel like it's an ongoing, yes. ongoing thing. The, um, one of the best things that I've had that has happened to me in recent time is the pandemic. Mm. Right. Um, I was able to take approximately, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say the time, but I was able to take a lot of time off <laughs> to really, um, to really grow. Yeah. I had a lot of meditation time. Mm. So that's something that I typically do. Or I was, um, I was fully aware of meditation time, but I, I really took time to grow and then I started to to get to know me as a person. I, you know, they say the president can fix his country until he fixes his home. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was able to really zone into me and understand the, the reason I felt certain ways. So, I so sorry, sorry to cut you, but like I'm, I'm trying to think when you talk about rediscovering yourself or learning about yourself, what was one thing that you discovered about yourself, right? Because you were talking about your growth and, and reconnecting with who you are, trying to identify who you are and who, who you're, you know, who you want to become. What did you learn about yourself during that period? I learned strength. I didn't know how, uh, how strong I was in terms of um, the mind. Okay, so... And uh, with, with a lot of this downtime, I was able to really process certain moves, whether it's I want to change my appearance with uh, working out. I want to, um, and actually it's, it's all mental. When, I, when I'm talking about strength, I'm talking about like mental strength. Yes. Le- being able to learn things because we get so caught up in, in, this, in this North American climate where we get into a routine and we don't challenge ourselves mentally to grow, mm-hmm. right? I, it, it was funny because I looked at my I looked at my house and I said, "Well, it still has builders paint on it." Right. And anytime that I've painted, I can see streaks when I paint. Like I don't know the proper way of painting. 
Mm-hmm. So then I became a, a YouTube professional. I started learning how to do everything on YouTube right? to the point that I did landscaping. And it's just that ability to, to, to train myself and, and, and um, learn and program what I needed to, like that strength to just, you know, like not get distracted, tune out and tune, tune into what I needed to, um, to dedicate myself to. So I think I learned, I think I learned actually a couple of things. That, and I grew very aware of my kids. In what way? Well, I feel as men, we're guilty of existing during parenthood. I feel like the mothers are always the ones who are seeing and more connected to the kids. But because I was able to stay home and just observe, I was able to see my son really, my youngest, um, his personality bloom, right. blossom. Right. My daughter, for all of the, uh, she's really the, the she's really the the, the the scam artist out of all of them. I'm noticing <laughs> she's the she's the, the one who gets everyone in problems. She's the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I was able to see all of these personalities, and it's funny because it's like in my household, it's don't let me tell your dad. So when I come home, they're well behaved. Right, but because I'm home all the time, I'm getting to see them regardless if they would, mm-hmm. <laughs> they know I'm watching or not. Right, right. so I'm right. seeing all of their personalities blossom, and it's a beautiful thing. Nice, nice. It's a beautiful thing. Now I'm glad you made that so, switch. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying. So the growth, the growth really was, I guess, the opening of the other chapters, me allowing, just to bring it full circle, was, I think the big growth was allowing me to close or start closing the chapter of the the hurts. Right, right. And me getting back to, because I do believe I was a different person before my mom passed. That's why I said I believe I was in a a depressive state. So getting back to that person who was full of confidence and, and that ambition, that drive, and like we spoke about businesses so many times, you and I, yeah. and I never really took advantage. It was always these, I think it was great ideas, whether or not you, that boy Jay, he talking crazy. Whether you're thinking of something like that, I was, I thought it was really good idea. Yeah, they were, so, they uh, were, they were. Right? So for me, it was like getting back to that, having that ambition, that drive. Now, it, it's funny, we we're talking about family. What's What's one thing for you in any relationship that is unforgivable. Abandonment. Mm. Abandonment. For me, and that is, I'm not referring to walking out on your relation. Well, I am referring to that. I'm not talking about you physically walking out. Right. Abandonment can be a mental thing. Yes. Mental thing. If yeah. you subscribe, whatever relationship you subscribe, if you both bought into this ideal and then you switch up and you... You know, like there's so much, so so many years invested and and a sweat equity and everything that's gone into the relationship, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you know I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. No, no, no legit reason. I'm just, you know, I'm not about this anymore. That abandonment. That's something that if I ever went through, I believe that that's unforgivable. So. I'm going to play devil's advocate with that because I like, I like that take that you just shared. Um, can you blame the other person if they're the ones that chose to not do this anymore? No, no, no. You can't blame them. Uh, everyone has their, their right to, to switch up and, and do what works for them. It's right. just the going back and forth is what I wouldn't do. So 
So you made your choice. Right. You know, um, and that's something you're going to have to live with. Okay. Because we were, in my eyes, we were progressing this way. And now you feel that we should go a different way and it's not even a conversation you just did. You abandoned. Right. There's a difference between a progress, there's a difference between a conversation where you have concerns and you want to see if we can try to work something up, but if you just dip, no. Right. And the reason why I, I took that perspective just to see was because I find that naturally human beings, we are selfish, right? Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is you're, you're more inclined to save yourself before you save someone else's if you're in that situation, Right. Just, for sure. you know, yeah. from that primal state, like we just go back to, I got to survive. And so that's why I'm asking if you'd blame somebody else because they're looking at the situation and they're saying, well, this is going to suit me. And I find a lot of people resort back to that primal state where they make decisions without considering the partner they entered it with. You know, whether it's in business or personal or family. or Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, no, I totally agree with that. Becoming a parent, like how how did that impact your choices and decision making? Oh man, listen. <laughs> Anyone who knows me, and I'm saying I'm winding it up this way. Anyone that knows me, and, I, and on the podcast, uh, shout out to 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 the What's Good What's Cracking podcast. Um, we we actually spoke about this recently. I grew up as a hothead. Mm-hmm. I was a hothead. So I wouldn't let, and I wouldn't say my emotions, but that, that gear, you know how they say zero to hundred real fast? Yeah. The gear to go back down did not work. Mm-hmm. It just stuck there. It was just stuck there. Right? And for me, especially after having my daughter, it's something that daughters do to their dads. I don't, I don't quite know how to explain it, but even like her first cry. Yeah. Yeah. After after having my daughter, I started people just didn't like things just didn't matter as much. Right. Like, oh okay, yeah, it's there's no loss of life. Okay. Right. Yeah, this happened. Okay, let's try to figure out a way around it. Let's try to figure out a workaround. All right. I'm upset about something, but it's is it really that deep? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you start asking, you start coaching yourself through through scenarios because you have something else yeah. to live for. It's not just you. You can't just fly off the handle anymore because now you do something. Especially, I have a menacing look, right? So I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick story. Yeah, this is the type of person I used to. Be. I'm driving home. I'm minding my business. I might be a little zoned out from listening to some music, you know, got the good R&B music playing, windows down. Um, I remember this particular time I'm driving in, in Brampton and someone pulls up and they, um, they looked at me. I guess they didn't like what they saw. Right. So I continued driving. They caught up to me at the light and they, they said something that they wasn't supposed to say. Mm. The minute they said that, no, no, you just turn the switch on. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I know I need to make a spectacle of this whole situation. I cut you off, I hop out the car, you know, I'm I'm coming up to your I'm coming up to your door, I'm flaying up my hands, I'm I'm being that person back in the day. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, I'm doing all of that. For what? Why? 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 You know, I question myself. Why are you doing that? Especially now? It's like, I got a daughter to go. I got kids to go home to. And I have a beautiful family to go home to. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what crazy. I mean? So, that is I crazy. react. I do something. They look at me. I'm already six foot three, yeah. six foot four. If yeah. I stretch good when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I got a beard. I got dressed. They look at me. They're like, no. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm, I'm already being profiled. <laughs> Right, so if I if I do something, I'm in the wrong. My daughter, my kids. I keep saying my daughter, but my kids, they're the ones who are gonna um, they're they're gonna feel it the most. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, what's since you mentioned them, what's the one thing recently that they have taught you? Um, you know, about the person that you are, like your character. Great <sighs> question. I believe um, collectively. They've all taught me patience. <laughs> That's a cop out. Give me another one. Because <laughs> <laughs> kids will do that anyways, right? Kids will do that anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I'm just, everything just goes back to that. Yeah. But, um, you know what? They, I think I, um, if you've ever had a rocky relationship with your father mm-hmm. and you might have had doubts on, how you are going to be as a dad. Cause you know, my mom used to say this and she's absolutely right. She was absolutely right. There's no, there's no book to be in a, a parent. Mm-hmm. There's no rule book. Yep. Right. So I can, you can criticize your parents all you want, but there's no right or wrong. I mean, they, obviously there's a wrong, like you don't do certain things, but yeah. um, there's no rule book. And I feel like my kids just based on the relationship we have now, they've instilled another level of confidence in being a father. Mm. You know what I mean? So I felt like I have the makings of being a good dad. I'm a great protector, right? But in terms of that, um, that fatherly role where you're, you're, they say mother's nurture, but dad's nurture as well. Yeah. But it's just on a different level. I didn't, like I look at someone like yourself. I, I tell you this all the time. We can share this with, you, with, with the listeners. Mm-hmm. I think you're like, Top onslaught of of, of of fathers. I think you're like up there. You're 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 MJ of fathers. Oh man, I... you know what I'm saying. You're in that category. You know what I'm saying. You're dad elite. Crazy. I don't I'm have. I, I, listen, I don't have a book either. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just making this work. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, we 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 have conversations. Yeah, yeah. And like, you're doing awesome crafts with the kids, and you you got them involved in so many different things. Yeah. And if, it, if that's one of the days that, you know, I get home from whatever I'm doing and I'm just tired of my daughter and my son and they're talking to me and I'm just like, okay, you know, go like, go watch TV. Right. No, I feel like I'm slacking. Right. So you got what I'm saying? And it's not a competition thing, but it's an awareness thing. Yes. It's, hey, it keeps it in the back of your mind. Are you doing all that you can be doing in this moment for your kid? Right. Because right. that's what we're here for. Yeah. Right. And you definitely set that example. So shout out to you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I wish I can take all the credit. I got to shout out my wife because obviously, you know, they carry the brunt of the load and absolutely and whatnot. So we try and do our best in, in filling that. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, I want to talk about your father. What kind, what kind of man was he to your um, development as a young man growing up? So at his eulogy, I said, I'm going to repeat what, uh, give you a part of what I said at his eulogy. Mm-hmm. But I, I truly do believe 
um, this part about him. To me, he, he, he struck this, he would walk into the room and he had this, this, um, this energy, mm-hmm. this sophistication about him. I looked at my father and he, you know, he was always dapper. He had suits because of his position. I'm sure that is not like the biggest place in the world. So, you know, um, if you hold a decent title, people know who you are. Right. He was well known. He was a ladies man. So growing up, I would see, that was my example. That was, you know, he drove nice cars, right? I didn't aspire to be a celebrity. I aspired to be like him. I wanted to be the business person. I wanted to be the person that when they walked into the room, people were like, oh, that's Mr. So-and-so. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted. So he was a very big inspiration to me in terms of, uh, I want to be like him when I grow up. Right? Um, there were a lot of gaps uh, in terms of what I wanted or what I felt I needed growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, again, no one's perfect. Right. And, 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 you know, I look back at it and he was probably doing the best he could because he had to put food on the table. Right. And he was the only one in that household that was working at the time. Right. Yeah. So as a kid, you're not thinking about that. You're just noticing that, you know, you go to your basketball game or your football game or whatever and your, your dad's not there. Right. You look across the field and you see your friends, their parents. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but I mean, shout out to my dad, man. You know, he, he, was, he was a good guy. He was a great guy. He did the best he could. And he was a truly an inspiration. So, so now let's talk about the other significant person in your life, um, which is your mother. And, and right. what does she Queen. mean to you? Yes. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. Mom gave me all the game. Mom mm. gave me all the game. Dad gave me the dream. But mom gave me the, the focus for it. That's what's up. Mom was the one in my ear. You know, like, oh, the, the amount of sayings that I have, everything that I tell my kids, mm-hmm. I feel it came straight from my mom's mouth. Sometimes I feel certain things, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's here. Right. She said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, but even from cooking to, my, my mom gave me culture. My mom gave me, she gave me um, not just wisdom, but she gave me um, attitude. Mm-hmm. She gave me swag, you know. She uh, she she gave me a, a know how how to how to deal with females. She gave me a know how how to how to be in public, how to carry myself, you know. From an early age, from just cutting my nails, her saying, you know what, this is this type of um, cleanliness, this this type of upkeep is right. what is expected of a young king. Those kind of teachings being instilled in your brain from an early age. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's like, I remember holding a position up here where, you know, I mean, my dad was instrumental with us too because of how he looked. But my mom would always say, you know, your shoes got to be polished and clean and stuff. And I'm at work and you see people who are wearing, you know, well, they're not, they're not well kept. Let's right. just put it, put it that way. Right. And obviously you stand up. Yes. Right. So, so what, she, she definitely was told that. What was what was her energy like when you walked into the room and she was there? What was her energy like when she walked in the room? No, when you walked into a room, like if if somebody was to walk in a room that your mom was in, what was that? What was that energy be like? Because you described what what it was like for your, you know, entering. oh my god, yeah, yeah. So what was that like for your mom? I, I like these questions because I feel like they just connect with stories that I have. 
So I'm having a drink with my dad, and my dad says, um, hey, we were talking about a young lady that um, was fond of me at the time. And he says, you, you, need, you, a, you need you a girl like your mom. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What? what? Yeah, what did he oh, mean by that? Like, well, that? Yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> right? And he said, well, you know, I need someone to match me. So when I walk through, when I come in a room and people turn their heads, I want them to do more than that for, for when they see your mother. Uh... All right? So my mom was that lady who was always well put together, right? Shopaholic, always got the nicest things, very classy, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> I could go on and on about her style. That's it. Right? Um, but yeah, she was definitely a, a looker. Actually, funny enough, someone thought she was my sister when I was in high school, right? and I was just like, hey, stop watching my mom. Right, right. You know, so she um she have some of your personality as far as just being laid back, you know, funny, charismatic. She have those characteristics as well, or I think I'm an even blend of of both parents. I think my um my dad is very sly and cunning, and and he's very um like my grandma used to say, he has a licorice tongue, like his mama mm. guy does a Trinidadian term, and my mom was someone who gave you all the looks and she was very huggy, huggy and very full of love. And I get that side from her. Definitely. I'm always someone that pre COVID because nice. believe it or not, I am actually very, um, very scornful. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm a hugger. I don't know if you could be scornful and be a hugger, but I'm a hugger. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. Conflicted. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're all conflicted. But, yeah, no, she she was definitely that person full of love, you know. She'd always want to, like, give you a joke or, or, or tell you something good if you're in a bad, if you're in a bad mood, she'll try to cheer you up, that type of thing, so. Nice. So I want to I shift gears into um, talking about the other lady in your in your life, uh, your wife slash fiancé, I guess, um, mm-hmm. Until, mm-hmm. until we get that party going. Um, what are two things that you really appreciate about her? Well, for once she put up, she puts up with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, the, the thing about her is, um, she did a lot of, um, now that I'm able to look back at the growth and all the state that I was in, she did a lot of heavy lifting at that point in time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I might've been physically there, but I imagine that emotionally right. I was not connected as much as I should have been. Right. Right. Um, I love the fact that she allows me to, and I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer at, at any given time, anyone can leave. Right. You got it. You got it. If mm-hmm. you, if it's for the benefit of the tribe, you can leave, but she allows me to lead. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not, and she's a very strong willed person. So she, for the most part, allows there's not that um, that clash of ego, right? And so she's amazing that way. Now, how do you how do you go about showing her your appreciation? That's important. I feel like sometimes we 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 lose sight of that or focus of, of that, and uh, we let too much time pass without really expressing that that appreciation towards our partners, and they they need that. Like they're looking for those actions, right? Those acts that yeah. we, we can do. And so 
Um, I catch myself every now and then that I'm slipping. Um, sometimes I, I realize that I let too much time pass and I go in my own head about uh, maybe so much time has passed so it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like I kind of talk myself into prolonging that time period. And so I'm working on changing that. Um, but how do you go about showing your appreciation towards her? I feel like I feel like you're trying to trap me right now. You know the reason I feel like you know you're trying to trap me is because <laughs> on the last episode of Oscar was cracking, we had we celebrated our one year anniversary, and we had some ladies on the podcast and they asked a similar question, and I said my answer to that was be very truthful, and they didn't they didn't they didn't receive it very well, and I I was hurt. So <laughs> what I said was. I do a lot of random things. I'm very random. Mm-hmm. So one of the random acts that I, I told him I did was um, I was pumping gas and I would see flowers right. in the gas station. Right? And yes, yes, I got killed because it wasn't from a florist. But it was right there. It's just random. I'm going home. Right? I just pick up the flowers. I might pick up her favorite wine at the same time. You know, she had a long day. So I get the flowers and the wine and go home and, you know, and, I, and that's one of the ways I'll express it, whether it's doing that or giving her a back rub or, you know, just conversation. And it just felt like I should be doing more. Yeah. And I said, no, it's the, it's the, it's the random acts. Yeah. You want the random acts. The yeah. random acts are key. Yeah. Right, so yeah. I, I kind of feel like you're setting me up for another one of those. No, 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 that was good. That was, you know, it's funny. It's funny as you're telling that story. I literally did that, you know, this past week, where I went into Metro's and right. I went to get something, and I said, you know what, she deserves some flowers today, and I literally just picked it up and and brought it home, and the smile on her face. And what I did was because my son is the one that met me at the door because he's you know the fastest one. He comes to the door when he hears the key. So, he, you know, his excitement, I said, you know what, here, you get to give this these flowers to the lady of the house kind of thing. And and so he was excited. He sprinted back and gave it to her, mama, this is for you. And and so I did that. Like, I bought the flowers as well. And, and that was the first time I've done that in a long time. Right? Mm. So I've done other things, but I haven't picked up the flowers in a long time. And so, again, similar to you, I'm trying to get back to making it more of a regular, random thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The random, the random acts. But you said something just, you said that she de- she deserves it today. So in saying that she, des- you said you, you, you went to Metro, you picked her up and you felt like she deserves it today. So I have to ask you two points I wanted to bring up. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. And was this a celebration of something that you noticed that she did? Or was this, like you were saying, is it something like it? Oh, sorry, like I was saying, is it something like it's just random? You're like, you know what? No, um, it, you know what? It, it was it was random. Um, nothing significant about that day. Okay. And it was just, it, it was literally me just thinking about her the entire day than I normally would otherwise. Like normally I think about her, but not the same way I did that day. That day, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it was almost like I couldn't, I couldn't think about anything else but her that day. And so I said, well, why not? Because she's been on my mind all day. How can I show her that she's been on my mind all day? And so that's really what it was, you know? So I said, okay, well, let me just get her some, some flowers. And she loved it. And that's, that's was the reward for me. Um, you know, just seeing her, her reaction to getting that, the surprise of, oh my gosh, I didn't expect this. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. So that's, always, always, that's always the best part. That's right? always the best part. So, so it, it was it was good. The second part that I wanted to bring up was the mm-hmm. fact that you gave your son it, and you gave him the description. You said, "Go give it to the lady of the house." Subconsciously, you've already you like you you planted that. I like that you plant you planted that appreciation. Yes. So it's it's funny. That's probably the third time I've done that with him, where. I give him something that's either for his sister or for his mom. And so I get him to deliver it, right, with a message. And so that's intentional because I know what that would mean down the line for him. So I'm purposely planting these seeds with him because I want him to be able to do that on his own when he's older. I want that to be the example that he remembers. Dad, dad elite. Dad elite. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm definitely taking notes. <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, because we have these conversations all the time about how are we raising our young men, right? And so if we aren't the examples, then our, you know, their screens that they're watching are, are going to be their examples. And those are poor examples. Right. And obviously because those people, the kids didn't tell that this is entertainment they believe it, they make it their reality. And so, you know, so it's funny that we were talking about screens. So today, randomly, I said to them, you can use your device, but you cannot watch YouTube. Mm. And, And that was a huge challenge for them. But I have to say, I'm proud of them because they were able to actually use a device using other things like, you know, some of the learning games, and, and mm-hmm. things like that that were on there, they use it to the point where I was thinking in the back of my mind that they might sneak off into a corner and watch YouTube. But they stayed in the same room as me. And then maybe an hour into using their device, they would come and say, wait, that, that, uh, why can't we use our, why can't we go on YouTube today again? Right? It didn't dawn on them. They didn't ask me before. An hour later, you know, they asked me and then I said, you know, it's just, I want you guys to get a break from YouTube. And then shortly after that, I said, well, you got to put your devices away because your time is up, you know. But <laughs> the fact that they didn't, you know, panic and have meltdowns because they didn't get to yeah. watch YouTube, you know. So I'm, I'm trying something different, just trying to, you know, detach them from specifically YouTube because I know that's where they all go and they watch other kids do things. That's where all the exposure is. That's it. That's it, you know. Now... Let me get back on track with this. What inspires you every day to do what you do? That includes getting up to work, go to work, getting up and, you know, um, going to different locations to record an episode of your podcast and, and just planning, having business ideas flow and meeting up with potential partners and making mm-hmm. it come to, to life. Like what drives you? What inspires you? Great question. The, the idea that I missed nine years of potential um, movements is something that motivates me. And that's, a, that's an honest, a really honest answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat down and I said, okay, I had no control over what happened. I felt like um, you have to go through things that you, 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 you go Wait, through. What, sorry, what happened with the nine years? Make up, and I consider that lost time, even though it's growth to me. Uh. So I, apologies, this sort of time from when my mom passed. Got it. 
to to the time when I I really started to come out of that state. No, no. I was just existing, and I should have led with that. I apologize. I should have led with that. Um. So when 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 mom passed, right? I just before that I was Mister uh, Investment here, purchase house there. I'm yeah. doing this, doing that, collaborating. Let's build something. She passed. It was okay. Well, day two right. of week forty. That type of life, right? So again, once I started coming out of that, mm-hmm. I said, "Well, you know what? Right. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back in that. I'm just existing." Mm-hmm. I had so much drive before. I had so many goals and plans before. Now it's like, okay, well, tomorrow's not promised. Because I didn't think that things that happen to people that trans- transition, I didn't think it was going to happen that early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we, no, no. One thing promise in life is death, but you never know how soon it can age. Right. So now it's kind of like, okay, well, you have a tribe. You have kids. You have people depending on you. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you're going to actually, actually be free, financial freedom, freedom is time, is for you to not subscribe to just the clock, right. but you have to do your stuff on the side and you have to really push your agenda and try to get all the things you need to get out there and be successful. So for me, my drive is just wanted to make up for that lost time that I incurred when I was going through my, I guess, depression. Mm. And I said, I, mean, I say depression as in like air quotations because I'm not a specialist. Right. I just know I was down and out. Right. So I'm going to call it that. Yeah. And I hope that's not triggering anyone who actually was depressed and is probably listening to me saying, well, buddy, you're not, this, you're not exhibiting or you have not displayed certain things of depression, but we all go through different ways, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, uh, while you're on that note, mental health is something that is no different from uh, a cold. And when I say that, what I mean is we catch it, we go through it, sometimes we're able to come out of it. Right. Right. So any one of us can go through depression at any point, any moment in our lives. And and some of us get out of it in a short period. Some of us takes a little bit longer and some of us never get out of it. So, um, I don't think you you can say that you didn't experience that because somebody else might be in it longer than you. No, we all experience it. So no need to, you know, I don't think you need to ever air quote whether you're you're going through mental health, um, you know, challenges or anything like that because we all go through them. But well, I mean, five five years from now, five years from now, where do you see yourself doing differently in the different aspects of your life, like as far as business, um, family, career, like what do you see changing in five years? For the better, for the better, of course. For the better, yeah. yeah. We always want to be optimistic about the future. I want to. I want to say the, the the type of discipline and regimen that I that I have and that I'm um, I've displayed. I want to say that I'm going to trend or continue trending progressively. So I want to say that family, my biggest goal, that's top priority, is for me to be more in tune and more aware of my kids, just more um, present. Mm. And the only way that I can become more present for my kids 
right? Right, is to not dedicate the the amount of time that is needed to <laughs> to satisfy the corporate the corporate uh, the current corporate job. Right, right, right. So you so it's all about again my success outside of that is going to allow me to actually live and 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 love on my family the way that I need to. This is why it's, I, I, I really feel that, um, you know, you, I locked on to, I locked on to some really good people, um, yourself included, where I, I feel that we're, we're really doing some really good things in this market, this, this, this space of podcasting. And this is just one of the many avenues that we're dabbling. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, I see nothing but greatness from myself and, and fellow podcasters that's that's my circle so oh. uh, the future's exciting man tell us the future's bright it I is, like it it is it's funny uh, I was actually having a similar conversation two days ago about about that and you know people that I want to do jump into the podcast industry now because it's booming it's a new trend and, and everything else and I sent a link to uh, a few people they watched and listened to the episodes, one person messaged back, actually two people, and they said, hey, I didn't realize you had this many episodes, right? And so, mm-hmm. and that was refreshing to hear because I also recognize that a lot of people start and don't continue, you know? So for anybody looking to get into the podcast industry, go and jump in. Just recognize that it's not what you might think it is. And be prepared for, you know, um, the speed bumps along the way because it it is work. It may sound like it's just a conversation, but that's the easy and the fun and the beautiful part of it. The ugly side Mm -hmm. is is the editing and the planning and and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff and scheduling and and all these things that no one's going to talk to you about unless they really want to talk to you about it. So I'll let you know what it is. It's a lot of work. And if you're prepared to do the work. It is work. Right. You gotta you gotta put the foundation in and then it gets easier with time and experience. But time is key, you know. Um so I just wanted to put that out there. But and in, in everything, it's it's sweat equity, right? right. Like uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get up one day and just go into the gym and, and be able to shoot like like right. like Steph Curry. You gotta put those jump shots up, you gotta make sure your form is right. There's a lot of factors, you square off you know, your stance. You gotta Muscle memory, you gotta know exactly you gotta yep. go in there and practice. And every episode, it is practice. Every episode you're gonna learn something. I you know, we are a year in on the the cracking podcast, what's going cracking podcast. Yep. And I'm still tweaking it. That's it. Congratulations, by the way. That's a huge, that's a huge milestone. Like appreciate it. Thank it, you so much for that. It hit me because I remember I remember when you started. Yeah. And you told me about it and I was like, wait, you, you started? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's dope. That lit a fire under me because, you know, I think you started that December and then yeah. I started in February. Right. And so I remember, you know, I was I was picking your brain about what's what to do and, and whatnot. And believe it or not, I had been planning this you know, for over a year. And because I saw you jump into it and I read this other book and it pretty much told me you just got to do it. 
just got done. Right. And don't worry about the mistakes. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Allow your audience to kind of help you correct it with their feedback. And I think they'll appreciate that. I think the audience will appreciate your growth. Right. I don't think they they want a a polished product right off the bat. No. People get attached to growth. You know, they want to know. I like, I, there's some shows that I'm, that I have um, attached myself to where I'm like, I remember when they were at a, a, like, in the dingy, in in the dingy looking basement. Right. And now they're in like this very polished studio. Right. Right. And it, it makes me, feel like, you know, I have, a, I have a sense of pride. I'm like, no, I've been, I'm one of those listeners. I'm one of those people who's there from day one. That's it. That's it. That's it. So yeah, allow your listeners to grow with you. That's one big thing, right? And you're going to make the mistakes. You're going to, if you have a group here, you're going to have personalities. You're going to feel like Phil Jackson, you're gonna, you have to manage those egos. That's it. That's you know? it. That's so it. It's a, there's a lot of, there yeah. are a lot of things that's, that's going to come and go that you're going to, you're going to face. Now, For sure. For sure. I'm going to segue into um, the Thinking Out Loud segment. But before I do that, I just want to point it out that uh, anybody listening to this episode right now, as soon as you finish, I want you to make sure you go on whatever platform you're listening to this um, podcast on and do search for the What's Good, What's Cracking podcast. The uh, link will also be in the description. Um, nah, it's, it's what we do. Like, you know, so you'll get the link in the description as well. And um, anything that's good and that's cracking, they will entertain you. That's the cracking part. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're looking for entertainment, um, but at the same time, some really dope content about um, some of the co- topics that we're talking about today um, to mainstream uh, topics and and just great vibe, a great vibe. So I think you guys will definitely enjoy it. So make sure you check it out. Definitely vibe. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, for sure. Now, thinking out loud, I'm going to ask you the most random question. Okay. And you got to pick one. Don't overthink it. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, this is what we're doing? Okay. Okay. You ready? you ready? Oh, man. Okay, let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All I'm right. Let's go. Would you rather fight a rooster to the death every time you get in your car or... <laughs> what? <laughs> or, or fight a gorilla to the death every three months, but you get a nunchuck with that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm doing a rooster, man. I'm doing a rooster. I'm doing a rooster. I'm sorry. I'm doing a rooster. That's it. I'm doing a rooster. Yo, gorillas? Nunchucks? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I've seen enough YouTube videos to show what gorillas do to people. Yeah. I am good. I'm, no, no, no. I'll take the rooster. I see the rooster. I know those things are like, they can fly up on you and start pecking. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. And you said it's in the car, right? In the car. It's in the car. I'll find a way, man. Yo. The wood is away. I'll start yelling out KFC or something. I'm going to say curry chicken. I'm going to call all, to, all different types of things to scare the rooster. Now I'm good. I'm good. Not a gorilla. Uh-uh. You, you know you're like 6'4". Yeah. And you're driving in that small car. It's a nice car, but it ain't a lot of space for you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing the gorilla, dude. I'm not doing the gorilla. Pause, I'm not doing the gorilla. Oh. I'm not doing the gorilla. Oh man, so you do realize. Hold on. So when you wake up every morning and you gotta go to work, you know you're scrapping uh, the rooster, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's you on. know what? And that's the best part of waking up. I'm gonna have my coffee ready. 
I'm gonna be amped. Perfect way to face the world, man. Holy oh, shoot! I tell you what, though, that that gorilla is gonna be like taxes every three months. That hits you, you're gonna be like. Ah. As soon as you recover, you're going back. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm not facing that gorilla. Nope, not doing it. Oh, no, man. Definitely not doing that. <laughs> I really want to know what they're like. You should do a poll. I want to know what people would choose for that. I'm going to go on asking people what they would do. That I'm was gonna, a good one. I'm going to no, post that, that one. one. I'm gonna... <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. That was a good one. Oh, man. I think I'll definitely post that one. That's too much. Oh, I, man. I was dying just writing that one out. Oh, my gosh. Where'd you come up with that? That was a good one. That was a good one. I got to shake it up, man. I got to shake it up. That was a good one. I like Uh, that. I like that. All right. All right. So, the holidays are around the corner, right? Uh, What's your plans? How do you plan on spending that time with the family this year? Hold on. It was just one question? That's it, man. That's it. Oh, man. Listen. I was ready. I was ready to see there was another, like, okay. I can give you another one. You want another one? Yeah, no, let's go one more. Let's go one more. You I sure? Kind of yeah, let's go one okay, more. Okay, this, one, this one's a little wild. Ready? Right, I'm here for a while. I'm here for a while. <laughs> Would you rather get a text from a one-night stand that says, I'm pregnant, or I have an... Oh, en- Yo, that's, that's where you're taking the culture. Hey, you said you wanted another one. <laughs> See, you want to line up on wild. This is, this is definitely handover. Okay. So, okay, so the one uh, night stand. One night stand yeah. that she's pregnant. Right, okay. or that they have an incurable SCD. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me, the, give me the pregnancy, bro. Incurable STD. Yo, that's 18 no, 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 years, no, no. Doc. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need one for a lifetime. No, I'm good. You got it. You got it. Listen, you got to weigh out your sentences. Okay? What, 18 years versus a life. No. No, 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 no. Wait, what if you don't make it to the 18, though? I mean... It's risky, too. Listen, it can't be that bad. Listen, my kids are nice. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm look at my kids and say... I'm going to assume that this pregnancy, the kid is going to be just as nice as my, my, my current kid. So, yeah, I'm going to see that one. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, STD. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you crazy, boy. You crazy. You crazy. You walking around with that label, oh. like. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Nah, I'll, I'll definitely drink that. I'll definitely drink that. Yeah, yeah. You could, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. So I drink that. Nah, I appreciate you taking part in that one, man. Just it's no, nah, no, nah, man. Thanks, man. That was good. <laughs> Laughter is good for the soul. Laughter is good for the soul. Definitely, definitely. I want to go back to your um for the rest of the show. I want to kind of talk about your podcast a bit. Go into a little bit of okay. detail. Um, what's the origin? Like, first of all, the name. How did you guys come up with that name? So the common. <laughs> It's funny. We had a uh, we had a few names, a few options, mm-hmm. but um, we kept debating, going back and forth. Oh, you know, we like this one. Some people didn't like it. But the one common thing is when we have these debates, there's a specific alcohol that would be present, a rum, mm. right? And it's a common rum that we all like, right? Right. And then one one day, and one of our um, debates. I said, what about what's cracking? 
And then we looked it up and someone had it. And then I'm like, okay, then what about what's good, what's cracking? Mm. And it just stuck. So, you know, so it, it, it materialized from debating about other names and it worked. Dope. It worked. It's yeah, funny. It worked. I find that sometimes the simplest ones are the best ones. Most effective ones. Right. For so, sure. You know, why did you feel it was important to create it? Was there a void that you, you know, you wanted to fill in the in the podcast space? And so share a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So um, the What's Good Was Cracking podcast was started because I feel like for Canadians, Black Canadians, mm. uh, Caribbean Canadians, we, um, Afro-Canadians, we didn't have, we don't have a, a lot of, a tremendous amount of representation. Mm. Right? Um, and furthermore, when we do represent ourselves, sometimes it's very strict. Right. It's very political, very PC. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we already know all the hurdles that are stacked against us, the wall that's there, and we just try to match that with professionalism. Right. Not saying that we're not professional on the podcast, but we want to give that that vibe where we're having conversations. As we started with five. It was five of us. Right. Right. Um, I shout out to those brothers. Everyone doing what they need to do. So, you know, it's all love. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing what, um, they're doing big things themselves. But now we're down to three, and the three guys that um, that's there, myself, uh, L, and, and Knowledge. Um, those are guys that I've known for twenty plus years. So when you listen to us, you're hearing chemistry. So this mm-hmm. is not something that was manufactured like a, a boys a boy band. Right, right, right. Right. This isn't something that was put together in a lab and so let's just make some money. You listen to us, you're hearing that authentic friendship or this person knows stories about this person. Mm-hmm. We're gonna to relate to things that's happening today. You're gonna to get our honest opinion, you're gonna get jokes, we're gonna make you laugh until you there are people who you know, the best the best feeling is when someone says, um, you know, you guys brighten up my day. Mm-hmm. I was going through something, but just listen to your podcast. It really, it really made me smile. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if someone, I, we actually had one person, um, for lack of a better term, we talked them off of a ledge one time. So, so it's, those, it's those reactions that you live for. But it, the podcast is really existing as a tool to highlight other things that what we're going to do, but also just to provide that, that voice that representation for what's not there, that that uh, that Caribbean, Afro, Canadian male voice. That's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Walk me through the process um, leading up to the launch of your first episode. Like I want, oh, I want gosh. because I really want people to understand what it takes. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but I want you to share your experience because that's important. I want people to tune into that you know, episode, um, sorry, the podcast, so they can actually listen, enjoy it, and recognize that there's a lot of, you know, stuff you guys are putting in leading up to yeah. them hearing the end product. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I want, I, want, I want you to share that. Walk us through the process. Well, you ever, you ever made, you ever saw a dish from TV, maybe Gordon, Gordon Ramsay cooks it, and you're like, oh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. So then you try it, but then it's not to your liking. Maybe you're missing something. Right. Right. There's maybe a few ingredients that you would prefer to have in there. 
that he probably didn't use. Right. I see that I use that example because the formula that I'm gonna give is probably not the formula for anybody else. Right. But I had to keep tasting to make sure that that's what I wanted. So when we first started, so the first thing you want to do is you want you want a quality product. So we had to figure out exactly for the amount of voices and personalities we had, the equipment that we, we needed to use. Mm-hmm. And first, like, you you will get a mic. You can get as many mics as you want. But if you're going to, if you can't manage personalities and the personalities on the podcast, we were rowdy. Right. So it's a lot of talking over each other. It's, 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 it's a lot of media. You got to be, I won't say media trained, but you got to be somewhat um, aware of your, your conversation that's happening. You can't just jump in. Right. Right. Um, so that's one thing you want to get the quality down, but then the topics, the ingredients, what are you, what are you talking about? What is this going to sound like? What, what is going to keep people coming back? So we started of reporting the news, which was a no-no because the only thing we were reporting at the time was COVID. Right. And by episode four, we all COVID out. Right. Right. Mind you, we did a, a practice episode, maybe two practice episodes before we even launched the first one. Wait, 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 and wait, wait. Two practice episodes before you launched one. The official first one. Yeah. Why? Because we died, a lot of people said, five people on a podcast, wow, mm-hmm. you're crazy. Right. You might want to figure out how you're going to structure this. Mm. So I did a practice run to see how it would flow. And you want to you really want to launch with your best foot forward. Obviously, I knew that you're going to tweak certain things along going on. But mm-hmm. when you when when we did the practice episode, like the very first practice episode, it sounded like you know. Remember back in the day when everybody wanted to be a rapper, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, you would have the you go to shower, you go in the, in the bathroom, and you might yep. you know you have the cable running under the door, and you're plug it just to make sure you get that that, that reverb and all that. Yeah. But you can still tell, tell it was a home project. That's what it sounded. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, you you keep tweaking it. It's it's work. It's it's consistent because then you're gonna hear you're gonna hear some hums. You're gonna hear hisses. You're gonna right. and this is just from the engineering standpoint. We're not even talking about the content. Right. What happens when someone talks out of line and I'm not talking about um, manners. I'm talking about what if they say something that's a little offensive, right? Right. What if it's something, what, what if someone says something that the other person doesn't someone else doesn't agree with? And it's not a debatable topic. It's more of a, I feel like that was way out of line. Right. 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 No, that's a conversation. Are you managing egos? Mm. Right. So, Leading up to the first episodes, after we had the practice ones, we had an outline of like our do's and don'ts. Got it. But what we were doing was reporting on the news, and that didn't sit well after four episodes. So when you listen to our first couple of episodes, it was entertaining. It was great because we were given our views on what was happening at the time, and we were given all spin-offs and side stories based on those on those topics. But I felt personally that because we um, 
because we were so focused on just giving people content, we were not being as transparent. Transparent one, but not as personable. Right. So then comes in, how are you separating yourself? Because you don't want to come off as a CP2 for a podcast. Right. So what does it take now for you guys to keep going? Like, what's what does it take? That's important. Well, content is content is um, is infinite, mm-hmm. right? So you, we, we, the way we do our podcast is we really have um, true stories that people are living on a weekly basis, and it, it, it's really beneficial that we record once a week. Maybe we can in the future bump that up to twice a week. And but every time that we go through something. Mm-hmm. We have a story that we can tell people, and people are. The thing about us is we're relatable, so I don't think this is something that is ever going to stop. And as we grow in any ventures that we that we um, that we might have, like we we tease Al about um, he's one of the one of the the hosts on the podcast. We tease him about his relationships. Think about Al finding love. That's a whole story on its own, right? So as we grow in not just our professional lives, but in our personal lives, these are things that people who've been rocking with us, yeah. they grow with us, and they're going to appreciate, and they can relate. So we're not, a, we're not some celebrities that we're talking about paintings that you don't understand. We're talking about a lifestyle that you don't understand. We are very relatable. You look in the mirror, you see us, we are you. And that's what makes it so dope. So what's going to keep us going? We just get up every morning and live. We, God, God, God wakes us up and we go out there and we just experience life and we come back and we share our stories and people rock with us. That's what's up. Man. Yeah. What are you, what are you most excited about at this stage in your journey of life? I am most excited for... The you know I remember one day we had a conversation about the legacy. Mm. I am most excited to see how this allows me to to fulfill my legacy. I feel my legacy is is not. Um, actually, I don't. I didn't want to. I don't. I don't want to spoil. I have a few things that I'm working on that I feel that if I go into this, I'm going to sell it short. So what I'm just going to say is I feel that. Going forward in the future, I'm most excited to see how my movements enable me to fulfill my 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 legacy, and how people that I work with, how we can do bigger things. I really feel that a change is on the horizon for us as a culture. Yes, I feel like we're taking it in another direction. That you know, shout out to the pioneers before us. Um, you know, like we, we all have people that we look up to for whatever um, genre, whatever uh, inspiration. So shout out to, to them for inspiring us. But I really feel like the people that's in podcasting now and in media and doing, making certain moves, I really feel that they're taking it to the next level. It's not just one track and it's like, okay, we're just going to talk about sports. Yeah. We're just going to talk about celebrities. You know, it's, 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 it's so relatable and, you know, it's, it's when you can compete with radio, when you can compete with radio and you can, you have people who rather listen to the podcast versus the radio, my, that's a big thing. It is. My, my opinion on that is podcasts 
is here to stay and it's definitely replacing radio and radio knows it. And so they need to either adapt or they're going to get left behind. They're no different from Blockbuster um, and yeah. Netflix, that, that situation there. They're no different from, you know, a lot of different businesses that didn't want to conform. Yeah, um, yep. music that is a model of doing things. Right, like people aren't too. I'm gonna be honest. People aren't tuning into the radio to listen to music. Like they want to hear the talk. That's they it. Hear the talk. That's it. It's not music. And radio was founded on that. You know, with 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 music and obviously the talk. But they walked away from the talk and became, you know, more of a music provider because of the the sponsors and the money that came with doing that. Right. You know. So. Podcasting is nothing new. It's almost like the old school radio is just coming back in a new form and different platforms. And so, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time before they, they wake up. But I think they're already too late to the to recognizing it. But um, we're nearing the end. And I just want to get two questions, um, you know, to you. What's one of your biggest fears on this journey um, like that you can think of or that you you think of often? Okay. Like one fear that you have on, on this journey of life, what would that be? Uh, not doing something. Mm. I feel like my, one of my, one of my um, biggest challenges right now is I have so many ideas. <laughs> my, shout out to Yanon because she, uh, she always, um, she'll see me like going off into this mind space where I'm thinking about an idea. She's like, yo, Finish the other one. Right. You know? Right. Just write it down and come back to it, but finish what you were just thinking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, that's something that I feel that I'm very fearful of is missing an opportunity. I had an idea on something and I dropped the ball. I didn't take, take advantage of it. That's what's up. Now, my other question for you is, you mentioned it um, previously, you were talking about legacy. How do you want to be remembered when it's all said and done? Okay. Um, someone that didn't just follow the pathway that was laid out. Someone that made a path for himself. Someone that created opportunity um, was an example. And uh, I believe the, the, biggest, the biggest part to my legacy Besides inspiration, like besides being an example, is really being able to provide and give back. Right. I feel when we start doing that for ourselves and start, start we, have a, we have a habit of putting our hand out, right? But when we start looking after ourselves and we start providing and putting back in mm. and enriching ourselves, I want to be someone that has been, that's known for improving the quality of us. That's what's up. Before we wrap things up, can you leave our listeners with um, a word of wisdom to guide them on their journey? Wow. You're, you're normally the person I call for, for wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say this much. I'm going to say it all starts with belief, mm-hmm. right? It all starts with belief, a dream and let me rephrase that. It all starts with belief, and a goal is a dream with a deadline. So if you are dreaming about something, you want to do something, and you believe in it, put a deadline to it and get it, get it cracking. 
Well, I'm going to give you another way to plug it. And that is, I want you to let the listeners know how they can connect with you, your podcast, and the best way to reach you if they just want to find out more of what you're, you know, you have in the pipelines that's coming up and so forth. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for allowing me this platform. Um, it's always great to, to chop it up with you, but to now share what our conversations sound like yes. um, and having people hear it, hopefully it was inspirational. I know, I know, like speaking to you definitely, like whether it's about kids, whether it's about businesses, whether it's about just awareness, self awareness, mm-hmm. right? I know it's something that it really helps my mental state. Right? So I want to say shout out to you I and mean, I really appreciate you and I'm proud of you and you're someone that I hold in super high regard. Right? Um, Thank you. In regards to the, for sure. In regards to What's Good, What's Cracking podcast, everything social, you can find us at What's Good, What's Cracking, YouTube, What's Good, What's Cracking podcast. Um, we always have new things coming out on IG. We just did a, a giveaway contest. We're going to start doing uh, film, well, short film. We're going to start doing sketches. We're going to start. There's a lot of things in the pipeline. So just check our socials, right? You can look at um, anywhere that you have uh, podcasts, anywhere streaming podcasts. You can find us every week. Just type in what's good, what's cracking podcast. That's what's up. Now, folks, if you're going to search for what's good, what's cracking, make sure cracking is spelled with a K R A K E N. Right, like the mythological creature. There you go. Absolutely, don't get it messed up. Um, again, I want to thank my guest Jerome. I appreciate your time, your energy. The love is always there. Um, it's definitely not the only episode you're going to be on here for. So, you know, get ready you again. You got to come on. You got to come on the cracking podcast hey, next. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm set. You know, trust me, set up for you already. That's already that's already laid out. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's already laid out. You know, but I appreciate you, man. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners that tune in every week to continue to support the show. Uh, this episode when it drops make sure you go and check it out and also check out uh, the What's Good What's Cracking podcast all the details again will be in the description until next time love peace and nappiness